Are you in your usual place? Yes. The fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Are we happy with Stevie's aircon? Are we happy with Stevie? <laughs> that's my uh, that's my fridge. Oh, doing its work. Wow. What? Okay. What the How hell intense are you is your fridge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you like in the fridge, Stevie? Yeah, I'm in the fridge. That's my fetal position place. Um, that's where I like to make all my phone calls. Find a quiet moment, put some headphones on. Is it just me that thinks this is like the best news in ages? I don't know what happened, but I fell in love. The creators and hosts of Sky's Entertainment Backstage podcast. Are you awake, Stevie? He's like, call me Ben. I don't think you could accuse it of being glamorous. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to call you Ben Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm joined by the woman of the hour, Jodie oh, Comer. How much fun are you having teasing us all at the moment? You've got to laugh. Let's go! Hello and welcome to Backstage, Sky News' entertainment podcast. We're all here back again for another episode. I'm in our West London studio. Claire Gregory is... In our central London studio. And I believe that Stevie Wong is on the line joining us from... New York. Hello! New York. Everyone's where they should be. This makes me feel much better. How are we? We all okay? I'm so relieved that you got out of Hong Kong all right, Stevie. Yeah, actually, surprisingly, pretty easy. Uh, they've, they've, they, yeah, it's big. <laughs> Sorry, everyone... I was going to go into a long, like, description. <laughs> I'm like, no, let's not go there. <laughs> well, I've been uh, working out of Westminster where Extinction Rebellion have been busy keeping the roads closed and things. So uh, I feel a tiny, tiny bit of what you've been uh, caught up in. Well, I've been working in West London and, and it's all been fine. <laughs> Nobody bothers coming out this far. We're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about entertainment news? That's yeah, why please. we're here, isn't it? Yes, please. Um, so coming up on this week's show, Stevie's been talking with Fleabag actor Andrew Scott about Amazon's new show, Modern Love. Yeah, what was so fascinating was to be able to try and make these st- this story in 20, 28 minutes. We'll be looking at Simon Cowell's attempts to reinvent the wheel with X Factor Celebrity. It needed something different, and I think this is a whole new chapter for X Factor. I think this is the future of X Factor. And it's here, but will the fans like it we've been sitting down with the team behind the new watchmen tv show it's like an amazing volley Mm. during a tennis match you know it's like williams and sharapova firstly though should we talk about all things to do with love oh love i feel like i should put some like really twinkly lovely music in the background oh love do we have all our cashmere shawls on at this moment? Because this is about the show Modern Love. Have you ever been in love? No one's ever asked me that in an interview before. I don't have to print it. Print what? That story that's written all over your face. Want to brushes? I just met you. Do you make time for one another? In what way? Do you have date night? Yeah. yeah. What do you do? This? Oh gosh! I mean, it's it's a it's a heartwarming affair, isn't it? That's what they want it to be. It's it's beautiful people in beautiful apartments falling in love. Who wouldn't like this new show? You, Katie Spencer, you wouldn't like this new yeah. show. I knew the minute I watched this, I was like, Stevie's gonna love this. I love this. Katie is gonna hate it. It made me want to vomit into into a plastic bag or something. I don't know. It's it's just very sickly sweet. Yeah, but sometimes the world needs a bit of sickly sweet. 
To start with, should we talk a bit about what the show it is? Before we, I completely rip into it and tell you what I, I wasn't a major fan of. Stevie, you've been doing loads of interviews with the very A-list cast. It is pretty interesting. Um, so basically, uh, if you read New York Times, every Sunday there is a, an actual column called Modern Love, and people write in stories about their relationships and how they, it's basically a reinterpretation of what love means to these people. And I've been following it for years. And, you know, the first time I saw it was an article about a woman who lost her husband and then, you know, how she found love years later. And so that was like my gateway into this column. And so it's a definite cult column, and people read it, and it got so big that they made it to a podcast where celebrities now read these uh, uh, columns and then of course now we have this television show and you know Amazon has created this eight episode series and and it's it's reinterpretations of these columns now into the shows into what love means to them and I agree with you this is like a world that I don't live in I do not live in a big <laughs> apartment I don't wear a lot of cashmere you know and it's a it's just this insane gorgeous New York that oh, I like, love did you see it, the Guardian write up of what they how they described it a show made entirely of coffee scarves and Ed Sheeran rather randomly <laughs> I mean, Ed Sheeran's oh, cameo Ed. in this is very questionable. But so, there is some amazing talent. Come on, guys. We stand Dev Patel. Love Dev Patel. Yes. Oh, it very but, much made me find Dev Patel incredibly handsome in a way that I hadn't oh. seen him before. Because oh. he always plays nerdy characters, Oh, no, he? he's very gorgeous these days. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. And uh, Tina Fey. Everybody loves Tina Fey. Yes. And Hathaway. Andrew Scott Blumen, hot priest himself. I mean, come on. It is It is interesting to watch all these A-listers kind of show up for t for the streaming, you know, but... but it's bizarre. They're um, dialing down their acting skills for this script, though, aren't they? A bit? <laughs> it's tough. It's 30 minutes. It's, you know, they, they, I think they had like a week to shoot each episode. Um, the guy who created it is John Carney, who is uh, did this movie once and Sing Street. So his his kind of skill set skews more musical based. Stuff, is he old? Like, I put it to you. Is he old? Because um, it doesn't seem like modern love as I know it. There's very few uh, intimate pictures sent between uh, yeah, people as they're dating. Modern love is certainly <laughs> a very uh, in a, in kind of incorrect title for this because it's actually very old fashioned. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like Hollywood romance kind of love. It's not modern love at all. It, it's it's this fantastical, you know, like fantasy version of of what this you know modern love. Is. I think it's what it does is unfortunately it does water it down a smidge because the column is really really honest, and so that's what I love about the whole like reading it on a weekly basis because you're not really sure what you're going to get, but it's always like a really touching story from a very personal kind of point of view. This is not that. This is fil filtered through a very beautiful, shiny. <laughs> New York case. But you know what? Like, I agree with Claire. Sometimes on a Sunday, you just want to watch something that you're, it's a little bit brainless and you feel a, a tad okay about yourself exactly. afterwards. Exactly. Uh, it's like a, it's yes. like eating a cupcake. You don't always fancy a cupcake, but sometimes <laughs> it's just nice to have something really mm. sweet. And, uh, and then once it's done, it's done. They're like 30 minutes and they're so easy watching. Uh, it's the sort of show that is designed to make single people feel bad about themselves, though, isn't it? To sit around and go, oh, well, why does everything work out for everyone else but me? Well, no. 
No, because in well, I don't want to do any spoilers, but no. <laughs> it's not always about single people, and that's that's the truth, you know. And so, so uh, actually, I talked to to Anne and 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 Britt Gary Carr, who I don't know if you guys remember him from the Deuce, and he's 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 like he was also in Downton Abbey. He was the jazz musician that yeah. like Lily, um, whatever he dated for a second. And so yeah, he's he's he was in the episode with Anne Hathaway, and I asked both of them. I said, "What is it like shooting in on location in New York?" Any of those like like really like rom com type vibes like projects like New York always seems to be uh, the, the best backdrop for it. It's the lighting's so, like, so good. The lighting, oh. you know? It's the, I mean, it's the, yeah, it's, it's and the sorry, lighting. It is no, like, it is. When we were filming in Soho, mm -hmm. like, we're walking down the street trying to sell this love and, like, people are shouting at us from their cars, but you just can't help but the street lights look really good. They went down the street and you're like, everything glistens. Like it's glistens. Like filthy diamonds. <laughs> filthy diamonds. <laughs> now, actually, the best thing that you talked to Anne Hathaway and Gary Carr about is, uh, wasn't New York at all, was it, Stevie? It was, in fact, <laughs> a, much, a topic much closer to the UK's heart uh, because... Here's a little bit of backstage on backstage. Uh, Stevie sent over the rushes from the interview uh, so that I could have a listen through, so I'll be uh, editing it all together later. And uh, at the beginning, found this little diamond of uh, Stevie just showing us what he really thinks Sky News is all about. Uh, Stevie Wong, Sky News Entertainment. What's up? Um, hey. uh, yeah, Sky. Yeah, I was like, yeah. For you. yeah, I was like, cool. Let's, no, uh, let's talk Brexit. No, we won't. Um, to be able Someone to... Someone explain <laughs> what's going on. No, no, no one okay. knows. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. It's like us explaining the uh, American situation. Let's talk about, let's talk about yeah, exactly. Like, for real. That you sidestepped it beautifully, I must Thank say. Thank you. Well... Uh, you didn't even see how it started. I walked into the room, and all I saw was this vision of orange, like this tunic that Anne Hathaway was wearing. And so I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I didn't know she was pregnant. And so that, that, <laughs> she's not just I was pregnant. Like, she's like eight months pregnant. I know. And so obviously I don't read a lot of these gossip rags. And so, like, I had zero clue that she was with baby. And so I just thought it was a really interesting fashion choice. And so I just went with it. I'm like, oh, my God, amazing. And so uh, then then everybody just looked at me like, what's your problem? And I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, she's preggers. And then I had to like play it off that I knew. And then we talked about what what to call it. And yeah, whatever. It was it was a hot mess. Is Anne so, Hathaway going to call her baby Stevie? Uh, I highly doubt it because, you know, <laughs> she's now, you know, kind of uh, aligned that with a person who's not very smart. So therefore, that probably will never happen. Yes. <laughs> but what did happen is we also got to talk to hot priest uh, Andrew Scott. Oh, and I know uh, I was a little bit like humble bragging because I did send a photo to you guys and just was like, hi, look yeah, who I just talked to. Yeah, why did you put that on Instagram? Cool. Yeah, I would be like repeating that one every hour for everyone on <laughs> I know. It was, it was a really interesting, like, I don't know. No, I always I have this weird thing where I take these photos and I forget to like put it up later and then it's like too late and the next thing you know it's like so I might do a throwback Thursday one day or maybe I'll do it the day before the show airs and kind of align it with the promo. Just <laughs> do so it today. Kind of, yeah, okay, sure, fine. So thanks. you have to give us all the gossip about Andrew Scott though because there are various interviews that exist uh, on on the internet that say he can be quite hard to talk to. But you you got on well enough to ask for a selfie. 
Well, it was interesting because um, prior to me, everybody else that went into that room, he, there was like howling and people were laughing and he was really, really loud. And then so I go and, and if you watch the interview, Claire, like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty chill. He's nice, you know, and, and the whole time I was just like, what's wrong? What happened? Why, why am I not getting the Andrew Scott like kind of experience? Um, but it was a really pleasant interview. And, you know, we, we talked about the show and how he discovered it while, you know, getting the job up, obviously. And, and, but then I had to to ask i said what is it like for him to now be this persona at aka hot priest into this world because the show is so popular and do people freak out when they see him yeah well do you know it's weird being in manhattan the past couple of days uh you know because i'm used to sort of charging around manhattan and uh, and uh, people in manhattan are very forthcoming i've always found that about americans in general compared to i live in london for the most part and they're usually quite um reserved Quiet, quiet. Yeah, um, whereas, uh, New Yorkers seem to me to be very, uh, certainly in the past couple of days, very uh, open and uh, uh, yeah, it's amazing how this character has just um, on the show has has uh, has uh, had such resonance before. Um, but what's incredible about Manhattan is that I always feel like it's so many people on this little 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 island. I mean, I know New York um, is, is more than beyond, this little island. Yeah, it's more than a little island, exactly. But um, you know, filming on filming on the on, in in Manhattan, um, and this was incredible because I think there's something about this city not being a New Yorker where yeah. you feel like it's the center of the cinema. I mean, <laughs> he's to gone the to the Stevie Wong School of Sidestepping, hasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we all learn from the same teacher. You know? So it's it's very interesting how he he kind of like goes back to. But yes, he's he's a he's a star now, and and uh, uh, he wasn't as difficult as people were saying. He's he's not difficult at all actually. And so when I saw him in the hallway, I said, "Andrew, can I take a photo with you?" And he said, "Sure." And so that was that was our photo. I I don't know if he wanted to, but he did it anyway. So oh, bless him. good. The Andrew Scott episode, I have to say, is my favourite out of the ones that I did watch. But then, I mean, towards the end, there's that random moment when Ed Sheeran turns up, talking like a farmer. <laughs> Good grief, why is Ed Sheeran just suddenly in everything? It's very strange. I don't mind Ed Sheeran, but I just don't think he needs to be everywhere all the time. He's booking a lot of work these days, so good for him. Well, yeah, stick to the singing, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, some people who stick to singing, or should not, maybe, are the people of X Factor Celebrity. What's going on there? Oh, my God. If you're not jealous of this reality show, then I just don't know what you're doing. Because, let's face it, X Factor Celebrity is the best thing that's happened to singing TV in ages. Probably since The Masked Singer, actually. It's time for something different. We've got a celebrity X Factor. And they're competing for a record contract. My credibility stake, if it doesn't work, I look like a total idiot. I have no idea what to expect now. No pressure. I kind of wanted to hate it, you know, but actually, I, yeah, I think, I think I'm in. I think I'm, I'm, I'm committed now. It's got some proper good celebrities. I, like, I know that you, Stevie Wong, are a little bit judgmental, but come on, Ricky Lake, that's class. Bless her. I mean, listen, it's it's like she did a stint on The Masked Singer last year and like lost. And then so obviously she's now heading over to the UK to do yours. I mean, it's very C-list. I don't want to be, oh, I am being totally judgmental, but it is, it's it's bless him. But I did enjoy Martin those Bashir. rugby players. Yeah, well, Martin Bashir, bless him. I don't know if he's going to make it, though. Um, <laughs> he wasn't very good. I bet he um, will make it on the basis that he's the one that everyone's like, Martin Bashir? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
something. That's what I said. I sent you guys a text, and I was like, "What's going on here? What is this?" Um, but those rugby players, the rugby hello, players, Magic Mike, yes. watch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about Cole and Edwards? He didn't. Edwards, I thought he didn't take it very well, did he? In the first episode, we saw him oh, getting no. some difficult feedback, and it didn't go down very well, did it? Mm. I do like it is interesting though isn't it that obviously these celebrities have such big egos that they kind of assume that they can do everything don't they and I think certainly in the case of Jeremy Edwards not convinced um, it was interesting, actually, because when we spoke to Dermot on the red carpet, he actually, we said, you know, what's what's different about the celebrities? And he said they do have a thicker skin because, you know, they're used to being criticised all the time. So he can be a bit harsher on them than he would be with kind of your your real your public normals. contestants. Yeah, your normos. Um, <laughs> but he also, and I love this, and uh, I'll play the clip here, he also just admitted, this was before the first episode had um, aired, he admitted he was like, we don't know if this is going to work or not. We don't know. That's the. I think that's the really interesting thing. Uh, I mean, could argue we didn't need it, and I think we you know. I don't want to get into like boring ratings chat, but I think. Thank you. From my point of view, if we can get to studio with on a normal year with eight pretty good singers, four kind of characters. You know, then we've got a good shout, you know, making a good entertainment show. But of course, the thing that everyone was talking about, certainly on Twitter, on during the first episode, was Kevin McHale, right? Because it did feel a That's little cheating. bit cheeky that yeah. Kevin McHale, who from Glee, so Nicole in the intro is like, you know, these people—they're not known for singing, but they want to be singers. And it's like, well, he's it's definitely known, for, known singing. for singing. That's ridiculous, isn't it? And I'm sorry if you're on the internet. He's got like two videos, music videos of his singles and stuff out so that's that's already kind of cheating you know because he's a, he's a recording artist so that's that's not very cool of him to like be on the show well i did put it to him obviously that was uh, the first thing i basically asked him you can hear my exasperated questioning here but we know that you can sing right so you're gonna be okay i that's what everyone keeps saying but you guys like i haven't performed live since 2011 on the glee tour like, I feel like I have to dust off the cobwebs, and hopefully it's still there. It is, I do definitely feel rusty, but like, also this is a whole different experience, where nothing really prepares you exactly to like, get up on stage, sing for a couple minutes in front of a live studio audience, and then have those people vote for you that are watching you on television, and also be judged <laughs> by three people. So that's a very unique thing, and I do sort of feel like because nobody's been through this, we're all sort of even, in a way. So do we think he's going to win it, or do we think he won't win it because the UK public are such that they will be like, we don't think he should win because he's a singer and we want Martin Bashir to win? Yes, totally. We always go for the, the random people, don't we? The comedy act. Mm, I think Martin's going to get far, but I don't know if he's going to win because, bless him, that was not a good audition that he gave to the uh, audience. Mm. Do well, we, crucially, do we think it's enough to save the X Factor, though, this whole concept as well? I yes. mean, I guess the idea is that ratings had been falling at its peak in, 2010, in 2010. It was averaging like 14 million viewers each episode, wasn't it? And I think it's down to much lower than that, well, maybe about four or five. No, it's, it's seven consolidated. So it's tricky because on the one hand you say yes the ratings have halved and Strictly you know that's not the case over on BBC One people are still flocking to Strictly however on the other hand you'd say actually 7 million is good ratings for a show so it's, it's a kind of it's a balance but I think that this has absolutely reignited the format I think 
Uh, I think it'll go to the US after this, and I think it'll be it'll be great. It's the, the uh, a sort of increasingly desperate act, isn't it, from Simon Cowell, though? Just sling some celebrities in and see whether mm. or not that can boost the ratings. Well, the other thing he's doing is they've got X Factor, the champions coming. So, you know, there's been Britain's Got Talent, the champions. Oh, uh, when's that going to be? That sounds more interesting. Oh, OK. Uh, I think it's towards the... I think it might be even be straight after X Factor Celebrity. It's weird, though, don't you think? It kind of seems to be a lot of the reality shows are getting a bit desperate and slinging some celebrities in. Have you seen um, Celebrity First Dates Hotel as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it probably buys you a couple of extra seasons, doesn't it? But I'm not entirely sure that it, it will completely change the future I mean, of reality telly or anything is it just all people from love island i mean honestly it just it just every time people from love island come on I'm just like my eyes are rolling i'm like really these are like these are not celebrities it's just people who want to have more instagram followers and i just i don't get it but I yes know, but guys um, i think you're taking umbrage with the wrong people here it's not the program makers that you should be moaning at it's the audience it's people like me who love this kind of dross <laughs> all your fault i love watching love island i like seeing what the island do next. I love X Factor Celebrity. But so. I think it's a novelty, isn't it? It's not a brand new format that's going to be brilliant and, and have us hooked for the next few years. It's just a novelty one-off, isn't it? Yeah, but that's all that we need, isn't it? There's enough drama to keep us hooked over the next few years. That's true. Stevie provides most of it. <laughs> Uh, actually, an, a, a show that you and I, Katie, like are now major fans of, is provided major drama. I almost did a, like a total like binge last night. I you started watching the first. You really haven't watched this as well. I'm so excited about I know. it. Living with yourself on Netflix with Paul. How Rudd am I and living B. with myself? <laughs> <laughs> we ask ourselves every time we record the podcast, Stevie. How do you live with yourself? So what's the crack? So it's Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd, twice a Paul Rudd squared, you may say. Um, so he plays this guy called Miles, who's this middle-aged man, bit stuck in a rubbish hair, not really getting on with his uh, wife either. And he's someone at work tells him about this amazing spa that he should go to. And this person at work, their life's turned around. He's the really successful in meetings and things like that. So Paul Rudd thinks, oh, okay, well, I'll get thousands of dollars out and go to this spa. And then he goes, agrees to this treatment, and what he doesn't know it's actually the treatment is entirely cloning him um, and what should have happened is the clone should have replaced uh, Miles with uh, Miles Mark II and the original Miles should have been sort of buried six feet under and, and completely gone but actually both of them alive as are still alive and that's the twist it's him and a better version of himself okay, so the path of life brings us many troubles Pain, in his talk, sadness, humiliation. You say you even think about time? Hop Happy Spa will rebuild your DNA better than ever. A better you, the best you can be. That's what I want. I think the the real joy of the series is watching watching it kind of unfold and 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 how you know between the two miles um, we see different performances and actually different episodes and and that's kind of another fun thing about the show because we start to see this whole thing like from different perspectives of of the storyline. It's it's a bit it's like Russian Doll, isn't it? There's, it's yeah. one of those ones where on the surface there's a whole sort of funny sort of thing going on, but actually when you sort of it's something that gets you thinking about the sort of 
ethics and the philosophy as well behind it about do you love someone in spite of their flaws and their faults or is it are you loving someone for sort of being pure and perfect and oh it's good it's good oh okay it's really good oh, yeah I, I would say and you know the wife is played by Oh gosh, I forgot. Ashling I always, B. Ashling. Ever, thank you. I'm like Aisling um, every year, <laughs> but she's she's in so much these days, and I think it's so wonderful to see her on the show because she doesn't do an accent. She plays herself, you know, pretty much, and and um, slowly her character is, is really fascinating, and I love I love how how she kind of fits into all of this at the same time. It's a really great show, and have and, you and, got and to the minutes. epic wedding dance routine yet? Not yet. Is that episode seven or eight? I think it's the last last two. They, okay. it's, it's a recurring thing. They do a dance routine and it's so good. Okay. One of the All right. Well, you've been suitably enthusiastic about this for me to give it a go. So that's out on Netflix any moment now, isn't it? Yes, it is out very soon as well. So that's Netflix, that one. Definitely worth watching. Something else that lots of people are getting very excited about and is definitely one to watch, Watchmen. People who wear masks are driven by trauma. They're obsessed with justice because of some injustice they suffered. Ergo, the mask. It hides the pain. I wear the mask to protect myself. Right, from the pain. So, one of the most anticipated shows of the year, pretty much. And so many people have had so many questions about this for, for a long, long time now. How will it compare to the film version? Will it be more like the comics or the film? Will it please the hardcore fans? Ooh, we've all got to see it, though, as well, haven't we? We've had preview screeners. Yes, which I think is quite a big deal if you know anyone that's like a comic book obsessive. They're like, oh, my life, like Watchmen. Woo. Whereas if you're me, who likes X Factor, you didn't know anything about it until you got the screener. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what you think about the sh the show. But the, the, here are the facts of, of it, you know, because I'm a bit of a comic book nerd, and and truthfully, um, it is considered one of the best comic books ever written. Because uh, yes, it's about superheroes and stuff, but it's also about you know the anxieties of contemporary culture told through a very very adult kind of vision, you know. And so that's why it changed the way comic books were written, because then it was allowed that people can talk about things other than just you know bad guy versus this good guy kind of thing. Um, a film was made in 2009 by Zack Snyder, and um, I wasn't a fan of the film. I don't know if any of you watched it back in the day, but but it yeah. was um, yeah. He was gonna he was originally gonna also take on the show, but then you know that talks kind of fizzled. And and then ten years later, uh, we have Damon Lindelof, who Katie is oh, a major fan of, which is already <laughs> controversial before it's even started. So if you don't know who who Damon Lindelof is, he is the man responsible for Lost and therefore the man that ruined the Lost finale <laughs> um, and also as well he's got track record um, so he did Prometheus as well so if you're a fan of the Alien films a lot of people say that was the weakest Alien Ooh, film ouch. so yeah uh, so he's the man that's in charge of Watchmen so already the hardcore fans are like really really we're gonna get him doing this did you see though that he'd he'd um, quite a while back when his name started circulating and being associated with this, he wrote this big open letter to the fans sort of saying why he deserved to do it and why he felt that it was necessary. 
it's a weird one, isn't it? Because um, this isn't even like a straight adaptation, though, is it? In my understanding, is they've sort of taken the characters in the alternate reality and sort of rejigged the actual story from what was in the comic book. But right? the whole thing well, is whether or not you should actually be doing it in the first place. Because if you're a, a hardcore comic book nerd, then Alan Moore, uh, who created the original comic alongside Dave Gibbons, is like the the, the lord and the savior, and everyone that follows uh, everyone follows what he says. Um, he was the one that obviously wrote the original, but he hates people adapting his work. So already there's that beef there about someone stepping in to try and make it into a TV series. Yeah, and actually it's kind of um, a little bit bitchy, but you know, if you look at the credits, Alan Moore is not credited in this television series. Uh, he, Dave Gibbons, who also co-wrote it with him, uh, he's it's like characters adapted from Dave Gibbons. And Ouch. so, yeah, and so Alan Moore, because he doesn't want to be associated with anything post Watchmen comic books, um, I guess they either legally or just decided to just take out his name altogether. So, yeah. Uh, so, so from fans' perspective, this is not boding well. But from a person who doesn't have these kind of like baggage and watched the series, I loved it, and I, I you know, I, I had a really good time watching the show because it, it to me, it's nice because they did a, a remix, that's what he's been calling it, and it's a world 30 years after the graphic novels. Um, a lot of those characters don't exist in this world. Uh, there it's might be remnants. It's an alternate version of now, isn't it? So it's meant to yes. be 2019. I think the original was set in the 80s, wasn't it? But there's, like, yes. no phones or internet or anything like that. Uh, uh, probably not. I don't, don't recall, actually. Yeah, most people use, like, the, the dial phones and stuff. And so it, there's, there's this really interesting um, kind of modern reality. Robert Redford is the president at the moment. Uh, he's Stop the longest-serving uh, president <laughs> since 1992. Uh, so it's, like, you know, it's kind of funny. These, these are little, like, kind of pokes of, of, of like, what could have been. Um, Very A-list but, you know, cast as well, isn't it? So you've got two Oscar winners. You've got Jeremy Irons and Regina King in this as well. It's it's a very great cast, and and what what I love is um, they don't really ex explain who each character is in every episode, so you have to keep, um, continue to watch. That is understatement of the century. They don't explain anything in each episode. So <laughs> I started watching and was like, ooh, I'm really compelled. Like, what what on earth is going on here? And then like half an hour later, I'm like, no, I still don't know what's going on. But it looks uh, so slick. Oh, it looks great, and like there's some good performances and. Um, yeah, there's plenty to look at. I don't want to do any spoilers, but <laughs> but I don't know. I still don't know what's going on. Like Jeremy Irons' character, what on earth was that about? Woo. Oh my gosh! I I I want to tell you more because I've seen more episodes at this point. Um, the mystery of it kind of unfolds per episode, and so you get to know these people a lot more. Yes, they will explain <laughs> what things are going on, Stick but yeah, that it. first episode is is fascinating because you know it's it's the set off is this insane massacre, which I you know which which I had to go on Google to see if it was true or not, and it was set in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in 1921. A group of white people came into this very like kind of upper middle class black town and killed everybody, and it's this really dark part of American history that I didn't know about. And and so um, this is what kicks off the show. And the show is set in modern day Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that kind of is the underlying 
uh, kind of anxiety that exists in this in, in throughout this whole series. So it's about race, really, if you want to kind of like strip it down and stuff. But let's talk about how Damon, you know, how he even discovered the Watchmen in the first place, because, you know, he has this really interesting story about how he first got the comic books. When I was 13 years old uh, in 1986, my father handed me the first two issues of Watchmen and he said, you're not ready for this. And then he walked out of the room quite mysteriously. And uh, I've, I've never been more excited to read a comic book in my life. And I tore through those first two uh, comic books, and I never, um, uh, I, I never read a comic book like this. It was clearly for adults. It was highly sophisticated. Um, it, it felt real and gritty. Um, there was a central mystery that I was immediately riveted by, um, and uh, and I immediately read them again. And then I went to my dad and I said, "Okay, where's the third one?" And he said, "Oh, it's not coming out for like another month." Mm. And so I, I felt that that um, that flutter of anticipation for the next month and every month after that until I'd read all 12 issues. It meant a lot to him growing up, and so I think because of that love for the comic book, he's kind of really taken to heart to, to come up with a really great series, and I think he's done a good job, but, you know... How does he feel? I mean, you, you met him. Does he look like he's sort of satisfied and pleased with how it's turned out, or does he look like a man that's very stressed by the pressure? He, he bless him, in the interview, at the very, very end of the interview, he said he's scared of, of putting the show out, and so... Comic book um, fans, man. Well, exactly, yeah. because they do not take things they don't like lying down, do they? And they don't. And if he's had enough blowback in his career from things like Lost, he's probably exhausted from it all. I just, you can tell that he's been really tired, but this show, I, I mean, you know, everybody that I kind of, we, you know, I, I had, I went to the junket and I talked to all these other uh, fans of the show and also people who read the comic books and everybody came away with saying like, listen, this show is a slow burn, but it's a really good slow burn. And, and I think, I think it's worth it if you spend some time with it. It is a, like, this is the thing. And I'm, I might be spoiling it a bit, so I'm kind of in apologies right now, just saying this out there. Um, if you think this is a superhero show where people are going to be fighting and there's going to be these huge kind of like set pieces like the Avengers, this is not that show at all. It's, in fact, it's, it's extremely rooted in a reality. And, um, it's meant to reflect today's political climate as well, isn't it? Yes, and it's extremely tense, and so the whole thing is a is a is an interesting show where you're just watching these character actors, and oh my gosh, these character actors are so good, and they're just giving. They, I mean, there's like scenes where it's three pages of just dialogue, you know, and 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 it's it's a it's a drama with people wearing uh, masks, and so I actually talked to Regina King about her character and what it means to be wearing masks because that's kind of one of the main themes of the show. Usually, um, diving into um, a role, I have to kind of create a lot of the backstory, but that was created for me, mm -hmm. you know, it was just kind of very clear to me and, 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 and uh, uh, expressed that, you know, she is a badass with and without the, mm -hmm. the disguise. Mm -hmm. and what version of badass is she? That was kind of left in my lap to kind of figure that out on my own. What levels of it and when, when does she tone it down and when does when is it amped up? And um, the clear breadcrumbs that um, Damon left uh, for me is that it changes depending on what masks she's putting on. And that's one of the overall themes, if you will, in, in the story, um, masks, how we hide behind them or, or use them to uh, adapt. 
I know it's not your thing, both of you, but I, I highly, highly suggest that if you have some time, this show is pretty special. And, yeah. and I... Um, I'm, I'm sticking with I, it. It didn't put me off. I know I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of superhero things, but it's not, it's not really superheroes. It's they? not. But do, do you know, Stevie, as well, what, what the deal is? Is it just going to be one season? Because I know that um, uh, Damon Lindelof has said, hasn't he, that he only wanted it to be one season because it's meant to be as self-contained as the original 12 issues. I think it was created as as a one season. This show is is pretty fab, fabulous, and I think they're going to do a second season. That's but the thing. I, it's uh, hard to imagine that they would commit to, or they, they would agree to make it so short. I hate it when they say it's a one season standalone. That's it complete, and then they're like, "Oh, actually, it's successful." We'll Change your minds. Big little lies. I mean, for goodness' sake. Big say. little lies. Exactly. Uh, well, they might bring pull <laughs> Meryl Streep in the next season, so that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, I'd watch she that. She like masks. Yeah, Meryl Streep with her. <laughs> Big fake teeth. I am in for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the problem at the moment is there's too much to watch and not enough time. Too much to watch, too many platforms. I'm very nervous about Apple TV launching. Oh, that's soon as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's in two weeks. This is really crazy. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to watch that all the shows. And so, um, but let me add, you know, there's there's more television. Like, so we've been talking about all of these wonderful shows. Um, I have a tip for you this week. If you can kind of pry your eyes away from all the main platforms, did you know that Facebook Watch has television now? Did, yes. you, did you know about this? Yeah. Um, still watching or looking at Facebook. What they're launching is this new show called Limetown with Jessica Biel and it's based on this popular podcast. If you look at this trailer, it's so creepy and I really, really want to see this and so I'm quite <laughs> excited and I think I'm going to be watching Facebook over the weekend so that's going to be uh, an interesting <laughs> world that I'm, I normally don't kind of check out. I didn't know they had the budget to be making TV shows. <laughs> Jessica Biel, nah, creepy, nah, not for me. Oh, I like a bit of what? creepy. Nah. Oh, I think you'll like it. And it's, you know, it is. A, it was a popular podcast where when they first put it out there, they didn't tell people that it was fiction. So the first two episodes, people thought this was a real story. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, they have the first two episodes streaming, I think, now. And so you'll be able, a, a, every Friday, there's going to be new episodes. I feel like you are the king of trailers at the moment, Stevie, as well, because you forwarded on to our WhatsApp group, Bombshell, the new trailer for Ooh, the, the film Bombshell. Oh, this my God. I can get yes. on board with you. Yes, please. Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie. Absolute brilliant lineup of cracking actresses, cracking story. Yes, please. It was really interesting because, you know, uh, during the whole festival run, you know, everybody was like, well, what about Bombshell? Because, like, there was no kind of talk about it being placed in any film festival or anything like that. And then, lo and behold, over the weekend, they did a very, very exclusive screening for you know people who do awards kind of coverage and stuff and they showed up there and they did a two-hour conversation afterwards mm. to talk about this film and everybody that saw it was just like oh my gosh we are now in the official running for all these like actresses like it's going to be best actress best supporting who knows who's going to go where but it's going to be amazing so for those that don't know we've just had the tv series haven't we of um the roger ailes story if you like uh played by russell crowe uh what was that called the loudest voice yeah um now this is the film version version of what happened looks a lot more classier and, and, and very slick and juicy. I mean, John Lithgow is unrecognisable as Roger Ailes. It's kind of interesting to, to see him because it took me a second to be like, who's playing him? And I was yeah, like, oh, he's wait, got it's John some uh, impressive prosthetic things going on, hasn't yeah. he? 
Well, the most impressive is Charlize Theron because she looks nothing like her gorgeous self, but she plays another gorgeous woman called Megan Kelly, who was uh, one of these uh, journalists that kind of took down Roger. It's it's looks so good, and uh, I can't wait to see this film. There's a brilliant bit of upsort in the trailer where um, Charlize Theron's character goes, "What? He referenced my menstruating." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that your American accent? Yeah, sorry about that. Look, you do British occasionally. We all went. Um, Speaking of a Brit that's coming up with something amazing, uh, Adele has a new single coming out on Friday. Like as as we air, yeah, as we're airing, you're gonna be all be able. Please listen after the show, please. But like, uh, there will be a new single uh, that's out there in the world, and it's like, what? When did this happen? Should we place bets on what it's about? Heartbreak, <laughs> a ballad, perhaps. I think it's going to be a positive song. It's going to be because she's been partying, and I feel like this is going to be a, a thing. Who knows? There might be a Skepta kind what? of collab. Guys, did you see that Nicki Minaj has confirmed that she's done a song with Adele? So maybe that's what's coming out. She says Ew. they've shot the oh video already, uh, and she said apparently Adele swore her to secrecy. So basically, don't trust Nicki Minaj with your secrets because she's yeah. proved there mm. that she can't keep them. Um, but yeah, she says they've shot the video and described it as an epic song. So I oh, wonder how if it's that's thing. what's going to come out on Friday. Did you read? Because oh they, they had uh, every now and then people managed to get hold of artists' tax records and things like that. Did you read that she makes £60,000 a day? Wow. Well, last year she did without even releasing anything. Wow. Yeah, so this would be her first new music since like 2050. In fact, she's only released two albums and she's like such yeah. an uber star. What would you do with £60,000 a day? Oh, mate. I know where to go with 60,000. I make clones of myself. That's what I would do. All right, Stevie. We're not coming around your house. That's a bit weird. I know, right? (laughs) Buy one of those nice apartments like they have in Modern Love. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's what I do. And lots of cashmere scarves. That's what you do. That's true. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of cashmere scarves and gorgeous houses, did you see Jennifer Anson has a new Instagram page? (laughs) She put one post up and And it it like kind of... Broke Instagram, basically. Amazing. And it was with all of the Friends cast, though, which made it doubly more exciting as well. Yeah, because they'd had like a little reunion dinner. And she'd she'd said before, like, oh, yeah, Schwim, because obviously they just called David Schwim a Schwim. Schwim. Schwim was in town and like, (laughs) we just all had a window. And it's like, oh, God, it's just so nice that they're all still pals and they actually get together for dinner. Did anyone else think, how old is her phone? Because it looked incredibly pixelated. I think somebody needs to upgrade her phone. Well, yeah, but she's not needed a decent phone because this is her first ever social media yeah. account so it's not yeah. really been a problem yeah. before Fair enough. Mm. bless her but i did do a little bit of a deep dive to see who she follows yes. and i was like oh uh, this is interesting so it's a lot of her uh, hair and makeup people and also her interior design people and like her uh, friends uh, but, it, but it was that kind of world and i was like all right jen like life is great <laughs> so um, yeah don't well, care about jen that Branson. all we want are pictures of the <laughs> Friends reunion and what have you. Yeah, I hope she doesn't start posting, like, you know, like, quotes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Don't be one of those Instagram posters, Jen. Please, no. Ah, oh, well, now we've put the world to rights. I'm um, talking of uh, Instagram and what have you. If you want to keep in touch with what we're doing throughout the week, uh, make sure that you follow us on all the social medias. Claire Gregory, where are you? Claire Sky Showbiz on Instagram or Scoop Dog Sky on Twitter. Now... If we follow you, Stevie Wong, are you actually going to put up the picture of Andrew Scott, please? I, I, I will put up the picture of Andrew Scott on Instagram uh, at Wong Yu Won, um, and then I'll talk about it on Twitter at Wong Yu Won. <laughs>
And if you want to snoop on me, I am SpennyPix on Instagram and SkyKatieSpencer on Twitter. Um, and do you know what? If you've got any questions, if you've got any recommendations, do get in touch. You can always email us backstage at sky.uk. What's everyone up to? Claire's off to a fancy dinner aren't you yes i am very i am very glamorous as you know i know when you look at me you think glamour so i'm off to uh report (laughs) at a uh music awards and then go for dinner nice this is what we like so i'll um try and get all the gossip from all the big music stars have you Um, got big pockets so you can fill your pockets with like Bread rolls. Well, I'm rather hoping for a goodie bag. So <laughs> bring a bag. Bring a bag. Don't I put went in really the low, didn't I, with bread rolls? Yeah. So you're yeah this, for, like... this is why you do not get invited to yeah. the uh, dinner because you're just there thieving from the bread basket. The bread rolls go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I haven't had lunch. Maybe I'll go and get myself a bread roll. What are you up to, Stevie? Um, I have been watching um, this play called The Inheritance, which won the Olivier Awards last year in I the saw UK. I saw you tweeting about that. He's is so it amazing? Highbrow, isn't he? He's My so God, it's, it's it's seven hours, and it's pretty amazing. And I have to say, I mean, I went I because I I watch theater all by myself because I can't be bothered to like organize with friends to, to like deal with their schedules and stuff. And so I just bought tickets by myself, sat in the middle of this theater, and by the end of Act One, I was like crying so much and then i had to like quickly wipe up because the lights went up immediately and i was just like oh my god i gotta like climb it and uh, and i'm ready for part two this weekend so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go into this world it's amazing well, it's good a luck really to amazing whoever play. is next to stevie in the audience <laughs> yeah. for that one uh, let's hope yeah, you don't have to wipe sleeve. the snot yeah. off of you and what have you um ooh, exciting i'm gonna go and google and read all about that that sounds fun yeah, and what, what are you, you up Katie? to what are you doing this weekend yeah oh i still haven't seen the joker i went to see chris morris's film um because i I thought that that should be the priority because uh, I quite liked uh, Four Lions. wasn't a massive fan, you know. Yeah, it's fine, mm. isn't it? But it's not yeah. amazing. Yeah. So now I have to. There's. I mean, everyone has been talking about Joker, so I need to catch up with everyone else and 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 weigh in on the debate about whether it's good or not. Oh, great. Well, we'll look forward to your thoughts next time. Exactly. Yes. Um. We shall all go our separate ways then, shall we? We'll see you very soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.